phone's dying. 30 seconds. Oh. <laughs> I got Miguel the hottest stats. Oh, wow. Because he's a six-time All-Star. Yeah. I think it was good. Oh, the music's ending. Get it? Yeah. Are you keeping track of the time? You're not. You went seconds. I got it. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Christine Podcast. Chill. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. For all of you Birdland listener, Birdland Radio listeners right now, you're like, anyway, what click, is Change this happening? off of that. We're done with this one. <laughs> We're not dealing with these people. Hey, so I know that you've been listening to... Oh, I guess we should introduce ourselves, Hold on, huh? First off, for the people that, that listen on a regular basis that are actually watching this, they now got to see what I see every single you're time welcome. we do this to you're see welcome. your stupid face, though. That's you, rude. Did you see what you did? I could not oh, see gosh. it. I, actually, oh, it's you, went, you, you, went, you just went like <laughs> red. exploding. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is your host, Shane, here with Nash Mouse Christian Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric. What's up? Oh, that's what you're doing? In Birdland. Wow. So if you're part of... exciting. Yeah, it's real exciting. If you're part of Birdland Radio, then you're like, okay, we've had all these Orioles podcasts going. Now we've got a podcast called Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Yeah, they probably think they're cool because they're not for your mamas, which our mom, I guarantee, is watching this right now. Yeah. And and forcing dad to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Because he would rather be watching the Oriole game, which is happening right now. Uh But now he's got to watch this. Uh, Yeah, he's stuck. (laughs) He's stuck. He's stuck. He has to. Watch. But anyways, just to let you know a little bit about who we are, um, we are actually two pastors and two church planters, and you're like, what are you doing on an Orioles podcast yeah. marathon? Yeah. Huh? It's a 12-hour long marathon, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've been here since... What time did we get here? We got here about one. We had church. Yeah. Yes. Hello. We work We work today. We work today. We're Christians. <laughs> we work today. We're not your mama, but we're, but we're Christians. Yeah. So we so we got here a little earlier, but yeah, they started at like nine today. Yeah. It's um, been going. Yeah. With, with uh, section 336, and, and we got to meet a lot of cool guys mm-hmm. uh, being here today. We played some wiffle ball to start oh. at a wiffle ball tournament. Tell, let me tell you something. You don't know just tell about me. me. Don't have to preface it. Just let, say let me it. tell you something. If you don't know anything about me, all you need to know is this. This you is, have a nub. I do. Yeah, right there true. in your chest. I do. My you sternum pokes out. <laughs> but this is all you need to know about me. This is like my dream day. Yeah. So Josh from Section 336, he's the one who got in contact with us and was like, hey, would you like to do this? And I was like, are you kidding me? I come and play wiffle ball and talk about the Orioles for an hour? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is heaven. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it was... We started the wiffle ball stuff started for us around two, uh-huh. and it was so we've been playing wiffle ball since we were kids. Yeah, and this one you had to have you had the square, so you, if you hit the square, it was a strike. Oh, and it was a lot harder. It's black and white. There's no there's no like oh that was a strike or that yeah, was a yeah. ball. It's either yeah, it, yeah. it's if it hits the board, it's a strike. Because when we used to play, we just you just wait until that pitch is down down uh-huh. and you can hit that over. Hit home run. So instead, we now you can't wait. You have to have certain pitches um but we did a home run derby yeah and who who won that home run derby oh if if you're a if you're an nym or uh if you listen to our podcast regularly um eric topper ex-host pour one out pour one out r.i.p mm-hmm. eric topper heart stopper won the home run derby and he won a bat and book and three balls yeah yeah so it was he's gonna cool. frame that wiffle ball bat in his, <laughs> in his room he's gonna go to michael's frame <laughs> that and then we played a couple wiffle ball games yeah I think we won. Undefeated. I think we're undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> you're you're doing you knowing undefeated. knowing you're recorded video wise. Yeah. You're doing extra faces. You never do all these faces. Which is you watch, and me. I can see myself behind. Undefeated. <laughs> when it's just you and me doing it, you never do all these faces. Uh, the people don't know that, and we barely look at each other. Yeah, now I have to. Yeah, now because people are watching this. Right, right. So, but I know that people are 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 into this this Berlin radio because we're talking about the Orioles. So we should start talking about the Orioles. Huh? Yeah, they probably want us to talk about that a little bit. So we aren't. Now let's just say this: we aren't like our podcast. We we talk about Orioles stuff. We talk about sports because we like we're it. Baltimore guys. We're Baltimore guys, but um, we don't 
follow it and like look up all the stuff as much as some of the other people do mm-hmm. um so i mean i do <laughs> maybe not <laughs> I said, you i said we yeah um no but i follow it pretty closely yes. but but not as much as section 336 or some of the other Correct. podcasts going to be on here and because that's not what our podcast is we mm-hmm. do a lot of just we interview random people we also have uh different things that, that we do with uh, more around to the church people. and yeah. christian stuff um but we do really like the orioles oh. we've been Oriole fans for a long time. We went through that long stretch. Yeah. That, so we are both 90s kids. Yeah. You were born in 87. Why, why do you have to think so long about that? <laughs> I can remember. Are you serious? I, I forgot. For ask, me when, ask me when you were born. 85. Yeah. You, had, that you had extra time. You were prepping. I knew it. You, I knew you had, it. You August 23rd, 1985. <laughs> uh, June 14th. 17th. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So, but we we have endured a lot of hardships. As we'll obviously, we've never seen a World Series team. I remember, I remember when um, freaking what was that stupid kid's name that caught the ball? Jeffrey Mayer. Yes. Oh, I remember I when he. I, that's my first my Oriole goodness. memory. I remember watching that um, at I think our grandparents' house. Yeah. And all of our I my dad and all of our it. uncles were watching that. That's the first memory I have. And then since then, we've been going. We even went to Oregon before that, but I don't really remember. Um, since then, we were going to Oral Games all the time, even during those long stretches yeah. of bad, bad, bad baseball. So, yeah, so I, I'm 14 used, years of losing, we we endured. We were there. And yeah. then all of a sudden, we start winning, and people start coming back. It's like, yeah. where were you this whole time? We've been here waiting. But I will say, I want the ballpark to be full. It's, it's more fun when when the, when it's a full park. So so let's start, let's do this. We know that the Orioles had 14 years of losing seasons. Mm-hmm. Then we had a pretty good run, no yep. World Series, but there was a, it was a pretty good run. It was, it was competitive baseball. We we got a division championship. Yep. Go to the playoffs three years out of five, right? And now all of a sudden that we have we we realize even though looking at the Orioles game right now, they're winning five to three against the Yankees, which is awesome. But we know that this team is not going to be good this year. No, it's, they're going to be no. all, all really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we do we do pick to click. Some other people do pick to click. Um, so what we do is we pick a different Oriole every single day. Six of us, a so group there's of us. Six of us. Yeah. We have a pick to click group chat. We pick a different one every single day. And this year it was like, oh, it's going to be hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Cause you pick whichever hitter you think is going to do the best. Yeah. And run is a click, yeah. basically. And we keep score. And then by the end of the year, we all go out to dinner and the winner gets gets free dinner. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. I won two years ago and we just went to like a green turtle type place, Dempsey's. Rick Dempsey's, yeah. And then In the warehouse. Yeah. And then that past year... Uh, our friend Scoon won, and we go to Fogo de Chow. Yeah, where was my Fogo? Well, you should have fought harder for sick. it. Yeah, we ate a lot. I got so of, sick, we ate a lot of meat. And somebody, remember somebody puked in the urinal? <laughs> yeah, and it was all red meat. I feel like puked. if you go to Fogo de Chow and, and and if you're gonna get your money's worth, you're just gonna get sick. I feel like if, that might have been me puking all that up. So I was sick. I yeah. hurt my rib. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know. Anyways, Ooh. we're getting into <laughs> But here's the thing, okay? So we want to start off by talking about even though the Orioles are, are bad and they're going to be bad for a few years, why should we be excited about them? I'm just excited for uh, – I'm excited to watch the young guys yeah. because being an Oriole – Oriole fan, but I'm just excited for like aggressive baseball yeah. of different. It's not the softball um, strikeout home run it's and not that's the beer it. League softball team. Yeah, like there's nothing to lose. Uh, yesterday is a great example of that. If anyone watched the game yesterday, um, I can't remember who tagged from second to third. Uh, it was get, Sucre. Yeah, and it was hey, like, Zeus why was he tagging? Even even the outfielder didn't was like, why are you yeah, tagging? And and he got to third, and then he ended up scoring from that. And then they did a double steal. It's like. Yeah. All this and, and they threw it in the outfield, and we scored again. We haven't seen that sort of baseball for the Orioles in a number of years. Definitely not in the Buck era, right? Well, and and, and I understand. Like I, I, I love Buck Showalter, and um, I think that it was time to move on, and, yeah. and all those sort of things. But I loved having Buck here, and he brought winning baseball back, yeah, and, and brought the right attitude. I loved his ad. I like how he thought of the tradition of the Orioles, yes, and and a lot of that stuff. I loved that. Nothing about him. bad to say about him whatsoever, but. What? But here, here I go. But no, no, no. But, <laughs> but here, I forgot had, to say no, 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 no. It's not bad. It's just a different mentality. <laughs> okay. His okay. mentality was okay. Look, we got a bunch of home run hitters. We didn't have a ton of speed, so he worked with what he had. We had uh, Nate McLeod. He was kind of fast. That was years ago. <laughs> but I love Nate McLeod. But yeah. for the last few years, the attitude was we would lead the league in home runs multiple years. Mm-hmm. So why run into an out when when 
all throughout our lineup, there was a possibility of hitting a home run. Yeah. So he didn't want to lose runners on base because we didn't. We've we've never been a high on base percentage team. <laughs> so instead, yeah. it was let's not run into any outs and let's hit a three run homer. Let's, yeah. let's hit an Earl Weaver. Yeah. It, it was a was a mentality. But the reason why I'm excited about the Orioles this year is because we've got nothing to lose. No. Yeah. Like there's no pressure whatsoever. No, no. I, and like uh, watching the, the Orioles play the Yankees. And I'm like, okay, if the Yankees beat us, you should beat us. We're the worst team in yeah. baseball. <laughs> but even though we're the worst team in baseball, you still lost to us. Yeah. And There's we're... nothing to lose. They have everything to lose. You, If you don't beat us, it's an embarrassment. <laughs> so we can watch the whole season and just be like, okay, yeah, we lost. We should. We're not even <laughs> trying to win. Yeah. So it, it takes all the pressure off. There's no pressure this year. There's none. So let's just see what you can do. Try things that you never thought you'd try. Yeah. Put di- try different lineups. Who cares? Because yeah. we're not. We know we're not. We're not winning this yeah, year. Yeah. So. Experiment. Try different things. See. See what we can manufacture. See who has the ability to be here for the long term. You know. Obviously, we're stuck with a Chris Davis contract right now. Yeah. I'm and, sure we'll talk about that a little bit. And hopefully, Mark Trumbo won't be on the team for too much longer. But for the most part. Mm-hmm. This is a team of guys where it's just like, look, it, we want to see who's going to be around. We know we're not going to yeah. be good for a few years. Give us a reason to keep you around so that when we are good, you have something to control. And we've already kind of seen that mentality, mm-hmm. especially with Chris Davis. He was already didn't play yesterday. Yeah. Is he playing today? Yeah, I'm, he's playing today. So he, he didn't play yesterday. And it's always already like, hey, you're not our problem, Brandon. Right. I, you're not my problem. I didn't want you here necessarily. Yeah. So whatever. If I need to bench you because you suck, then I'm going to bench you. <laughs> like yeah. that's what it's going to be. So I kind of like that mentality because we have nothing to lose, and we and our payroll. What's our payroll this year? It's like 58 million or yeah, something like that. And, and last year was like 160. So it's 100 million dollars less. Out of this 58 year. million, how much is going to Chris Davis? A lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like like a like a third of it. Yeah. So. Um, even though it's a big chunk is going to him, we're already paying. We're barely paying things. We have we got rid of. We don't have Machado now. We don't have Jones now. Yeah. We don't have all scope. We don't have all these people that would cost a little more. Kevin Gossman. Yeah. Um, so with them being gone now, it's just like we're we'll see what happens. And if Chris Davis isn't doing well, we don't need to keep him. We'll eat it because we're paying so little. Yeah. Which which I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah. That that's 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 something. That's why why we are excited about the Orioles this year. But. All these other podcasts today that are solid, really good Orioles podcasts, baseball podcasts. That their opinion about Orioles stuff is holds more weight than ours does, yes. for sure. And we and we agree with that. So what we wanted to do, we want to take a different approach. Instead of talk- what do you want to do, Shane? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Instead of talking about uh, uh, the current Orioles roster, we want to bring you back to the good old times. For now, for now. We want to talk about some good times. We want to talk about some bad times. So we we figured it'd be fun to talk about our favorite Orioles memories from when we were a kid yep. to, to to now. So like we said, we're '90s kids. So I know that there's a lot of great Orioles memories back in the '70s. Obviously, and there's the probably 60s. better Orioles memories back then. Oh, yeah, uh, way better <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So we our we we can only speak to what we have experienced. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna speak to that, but Eric, give give us your your favorite Oriole memory. Uh, there's some good ones, but I definitely say my favorite one. I was there when we won the division. What was that? 2014. 2014, we won the division. Yeah. And so I was there the game that we clinched it. Oh, that the pie we, game. Yes. Oh, so I was there I with there with ex host Topper. Uh-huh. Um, pour one out. Um, R. I. P. So we were there and we were watching it, and we knew it was like okay, it was a chance if a certain team loses and then we win and certain things happen, then we will. And then it got to the point where it's like, oh, we know if we win, it's yeah. clinched. Yeah. And I I had not seen a division win. It's the Blue Jays, right? Uh, I believe so. So we're up in upper deck, and all of a sudden that last out happens. And I just remember Top and I just kind of standing there just like watching. We weren't talking. We were just like – like I, I was like getting a little teary-eyed. Yeah. And everything. I was like, man, this is just – this is awesome. And they were like, well, let's go down lower to see what's going on down there because I wanted to see all that stuff. So we go down lower, and then that's when Adam Jones started walking around, pine people. Um, Bud Norris was walking around with yeah. flags. And I think he had like Bud Light he was spraying on people. Yeah, yeah. So I just remember standing there like, this is so great, especially knowing that it could go away very quickly, which it did. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden now we're not – we're not going to be competing for a division for a while. So I would just stand in there top right, just enjoying it. Take it was it great. And in. you weren't there. So it was like double whammy. It was just Topper and I, best friends, hanging out, enjoying Orioles, celebrating, watching Adam Jones pie everybody. It was great. Yeah. And see, the, the, what it's almost like when you experience long losing like we have as Orioles fans, when they do win, 
it makes it like that much sweeter. I feel bad for Yankee and Red, yeah. Red Sox fans. Yeah, you don't know what it's <laughs> like know. to lose. And I feel then bad be for excited. Them. Yeah, you should try losing sometimes, and then you'll see. Yeah, like do you remember the year that that the 2012 when we made the first wild card and we went and we played New York? Yeah, in the playoffs, we beat we beat the Texas Rangers. Go and play the New York Yankees in the playoffs in Be- the divisional series. Before we did that, we beat Texas That's what I just for said. a wild card, and then we went to the airport <laughs> <laughs> to go. Remember that? Yeah, it was us two and like a uh, friend, friend George ours, yeah. and somebody else. Um, we were like, we're gonna go to the airport and get a ball signed. And yeah, like, we're thinking like, oh, we're <laughs> gonna welcome them home. And we like stayed up real late and we went to yeah, the airport. Yeah, it was like two in the morning. And, and we're walking on the airport. We're like, hey, where are the orders gonna be? And they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and we just eventually went home. Yeah, yeah, we just went home. That's all that we go did. Ahead, sorry, I didn't mean but, to. But um, when we when we got to that place in 2012, we make the playoffs. We play the Yankees in the divisional playoff series. I remember watching that, and like this is the first time since the Jeffrey Mayer game. That series that the Orioles have been in the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm I am so unbelievably excited. Yeah. And like into every pitch and everything. And I remember watching it. And when they go and play the Yankees, the stadium's like half empty. Why? Because they were a team. Even though they're in the playoffs, yeah. they knew that their team wasn't going to win a World Series that year. You know, I guess once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. But they they were just kind of like. Okay, let me know when we're in the World Series. Yeah. That was, that was kind of how they were looking at it. When for us, it's like, this is the greatest thing ever. And we, we were, were taking it all in because we've never experienced anything Yeah, like that, that first – I remember that game. We went to one of the playoff games that year. And just every pitch, I was nervous that a home run was going to happen or something. I think yeah. we won 2-1 to one, that Yankees game or 3-2, like really close. Um, and I remember just being nervous about yeah. it almost. And it was – yeah, that, that was a great Orioles memory. You have it's any kinda, more? It's kind of like it, – it, I know it's, it's a little bit different, but um, it's kind of like with the Capitals. When they won the, the Stanley Cup last year, it almost made it that much sweeter – the, the amount of losing that they experienced beforehand so that you really, really appreciate it. So, But I, for me... I enjoyed okay. the Capitals winning and I didn't care about the losing. When they lost, so, it mattered you know, to me. You know and I just took the good I'm not, stuff. I'm not going <laughs> to... Was I was down there when they won. I was celebrating with everybody and then I went home. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna forget you. <laughs> anyway, so for me, my favorite Oriole memory uh, was going to the Del Young game when they when they won the when they won the division in 2014. And that series going up against the Tigers. Think about this. We went up against David Price, Justin Verlander, and Max Scherzer, and swept them. <laughs> swept them. We swept them. And 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 we who we have? We had Chris Tillman. We had uh, Wayne Chen, right? Yeah. And was Bud Norris a third starter? I think he was, yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I remember watching the Delman Young game mm-hmm. at work, and my boss in the other room, and I was trying to sneak watching it. Yeah. Like, I streamed it somewhere. And then when the Delman Young thing happened, I went up to go, like, to my boss, and he came out, and we just high-fived and went back. So we both knew we weren't working. <laughs> we were watching it. Nice. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I was at that game, and, and I remember watching it, and that was game two of the series. We already won game one. So it's kind of like, okay, look, even if we lose this game, it's a, it's not the end. You know, we split, and we'll see what happens. That yeah. that was sort of the mentality um, where there, there was more on the line for the Tigers than there was for the Orioles. But, like, when Delman Young got up and, and hit that bases-clearing double – that was the most excited I've ever been as an Orioles fan. Yeah. Jumping up. You know when you when something happens at a sporting event and you jump up and you're hugging strangers? That's a good time. <laughs> That's a really good time. So, um, another one last memory and then we'll get to some more segments here. Um, another good, great memory that for a lot of people our age will say this. A lot of people would say this is 2131 game. Not even just people our age. It just, and that, that, yeah. that isn't just Orioles fans. Yeah, but I, I looked up to Cal Ripken. Yeah. Um, he was like my childhood hero. I'm wearing a Cal Ripken jersey right now. Yeah, I always – number eight is my favorite number because of him. And so watching 2131, I remember we recorded on VHS. Oh. And I remember we stayed up late to watch that yeah. and just to kind of get all that festivities. I met Cal Ripken once. Yeah, how'd it go? Um, so I was at Ripken Stadium, and I was there for – I was working for my for our uncle doing uh, something with cabinets. And delivering we, them, right? Yeah. yeah, but we had a display at the Ripken Stadium in Aberdeen, and we were the last one to go pick them up. We were late, mm-hmm. and we we're going to do everything. And all of a sudden, this pickup truck, this like beat up pickup truck, pulls up, and Billy Ripken walks out. And we're like, ah, just Billy Ripken. Beat up pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was special. And all of a sudden, this helicopter starts flying. 
and lands. Wow, Cal then, did him that dirty? And then all of a sudden, Calvin starts walking up. He couldn't give his brother a ride? No, he had a pickup truck. <laughs> uh, and so Calvin walks up, and I'm like fanboying really quick. Yeah. And I'm just nervous, and I go, uh, hi, hi, Mr. Rifkin. I'm sure, like, he's like, hey, how's it going? And just walked away, and that was it. Wow. But yeah, I feel. I, some people have said that he's he's a jerk in real life. Yeah. I don't know. I've never met him. He said hi back, and I don't believe it. I refuse I think to he believe probably it. Is. No, he's not. He, he can't probably be. is. Can't be. He's. But when twenty one thirty one happened, that was a moment where the baseball world stopped. Yeah. And like that is so much. Longer. And and that that is a record that I don't believe will ever be beaten in no. our lifetime. No way. But I know people said that about Lou Gehrig too. That it would never be beaten. But the the way the baseball is today. I don't see how it possibly could be. And nobody's come even slightly close. No. No one's going to beat it. It's, it, it's, it's never going to happen. Phenomenal. I promise you. Wow. That's an Eric guarantee. Wow. It will never happen. Wow. All right. Well, why don't we do this? So we want to get into some of our – we do a few different segments on our show that we wanted to include in uh, in Birdland for Birdland Radio today. So uh, let's get into our first segment that we got. Your favorite candy. Worst vegetable. Best Disney song. It's now time for Stupid Arguments, where we argue about stupid things. I realize that people can watch us while that's Oh, happening. yeah. <laughs> I just like, I'm taking a break. I'm going to start texting. <laughs> so every, every uh, few episodes on Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast, we like to just do stupid arguments. We're brothers. We um, argue we a in, lot. We argue a lot. We get in a lot of fights. And I win every the, argument you know, we do. You know what? I'm not going to take it anymore. Oh, oh what are you going to do? I'm going to... Upset. Yeah, see, see. <laughs> you're gonna cry. You cry. So for our argument today, we want to talk about. Should we just talk about great Orioles memories? Why don't we talk about your least favorite Oriole of all time? Oh, okay. Now we will preface this for anyone that's listening that's a little older. Mm-hmm. Again, we're '90s kids, so we're talking about what we know. We didn't yeah. know '70s, '80s Orioles, so there's probably better examples of this than what we're gonna say. And we are also saying you cannot say Chris Davis. Yeah, that's it's because he's everybody's least favorite. Because <laughs> he should be. He's he's. First off, I was I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. Okay, she didn't care. Yeah, I was about to say I'm sure she was really excited. no, she didn't care. But she's gotten she, at times she's a polite about it. <laughs> at times, and at times she's like, I don't care. Stop telling me. So I was telling her about how we pay him so much money. He had the yeah. worst batting average of all time he last liter- year. No, he literally had the worst season in the history of baseball for, last year for a starting player. And this year, all every report says that he's the last one to show up, yep. the first one to leave. It's like. Dude, like when spring on. training started, when it opened, when camp opened, remember Brandon Hyde was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know where Chris Davis is. I don't know. I haven't heard from him." So I want to like him. Yeah, I want, I, I do. I want to. Cause I like him as a person, but it just we we pay him so much money to do nothing, and then he doesn't seem like he's trying to get better. So Chris Davis is disqualified. We cannot say Chris Davis because yeah. it's everyone's least favorite. Because it should be your least favorite. So Shane, who is of all time your least favorite Oriole? Yeah, there, there's a few options here, and I won't say the other ones. We can talk about them afterwards. But um, to narrow it down to like my least favorite Oriole of all time, I know that you know this may not be where everybody is at. I don't know if everyone will agree with me on this, but um, for me. Ryan Flaherty. See, I don't agree with you, but go ahead. See, Ryan Flaherty. I, here, now let me preface it this way, okay? Okay, here we go. Go ahead. If if Ryan Flaherty was only like your fourth, see, you're taking my argument back from you. I know this is going to be my argument that you're about to say. I understand. So you're ta- you're stealing it from me. He's like, can't argue. Go he's, ahead, steal he's it. Fine. He was fine as a fourth infielder, mm-hmm. um, but and I also realized that the Orioles didn't want him to be a starter. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but that guy did nothing. Like every time, when, whenever Ryan Flaherty would come up, I'd just be like, it, "It's Chris Davis now. Like it's, it's nothing's going to happen. Like this is he's going to strike out. He's going to so, ground to a double play. He's so slow. He Why is slow. he so slow? But every time I'm watching Ryan Flaherty, I'm just like, ah. I would never – every time he comes to bat – were you ever excited when Ryan Flaherty came up to bat? No, of course not. Of course not because you have no confidence in him whatsoever. He was fine in the field defensively. He didn't have a lot of range. But he would make the routine plays. He was just so boring. Now, when we say, <laughs> when we say least favorite Oriole, we're not talking about statistically. I'm just saying whenever I watch Ryan Flaherty, I'm just like, I'm going I'm to go sleep right now. But see, you said the reason why it should not be your least favorite because he was not a player that if he was what he was supposed to be, 
Because if people stayed healthy, that was the issue. J.J. Hardy was never healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Scobie even got hurt. Machado got hurt. So he had to keep filling in. If he's just a fill-in guy, he's great if you play him in that role. But because his guys kept getting great. hurt, he's great, great in that role. He's <laughs> great in that role. You know Jeff Rebelet. <laughs> um, so if because all these people got hurt, it put him into a spot where he's – as a starter, no. He wasn't worthy of, of starting. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have started. But he was a, a good fit for a fourth – Infielder, like you said, and we happen to throw. Fine. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's fine. not bad because he, he can play any position. He could have played any position, and he hit fine. fine. I think. No, what I think, I think he was boring, and he was slow, and he kind of had that like face, the doofy face. Yeah, that like eh, he just doesn't seem like. Seem <laughs> <laughs> like the sharpest knife. And I think joint. that's going into why you think he is the worst. But there's so many better options. For no, no, worst. I'm not saying he's the worst. Least of all favorite. Time. I'm saying he's my least favorite. What's okay. yours? Go ahead. Give me yours. Mine's easy. Easy. Right when we said we want to do this, I said I know right away who it is. All right. Aubrey Huff. Oh, he was terrible. Here's well, why. No, he, I mean, he he, he wasn't bad statistically. statistically. He was fine. He, he brought, he brought some why. power to the lineup, all this sort of thing. It's not why. This man went on Howard Stern, yeah. and he called the city of Baltimore a horse-ass town. Yeah. We're pastors. While we're on while he was on this the team, yeah, it wasn't like later said, "Hey, compared to Tampa, how what about?" Oh, it's a horse blank town. It's like, are you kidding me? Tampa, what does Tampa have to offer that Baltimore doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a little sunnier, maybe. Have you seen that stadium? They don't have the murder rate that we do. <laughs> first off, so so you're on the team, you idiot. Don't tell me while you're wow. while you're on the team. Come on, chief. Wait till you're afterwards, and then. I looked up on Wikipedia. This grown man has two Transformer tattoos <laughs> on does? his shoulder blades. Transformer tattoos? Yes, look it up. Look it wow. up. Wikipedia. Hey, um, what are the two uh, – what's the bad guys? The yes, uh, um, the the Decepticons. Yeah, that's one of them and then the good guys on the other side. Yeah, Megatron was the bad guy. Did you, did you no, Megatron and Optimus was. Megatron was – oh, yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Megatron. I don't care. This man had had, had – Transformer tattoos. And then he goes on to win a World Series with the Giants, which made me – I already didn't like him. Yeah. And then he leaves, and he does better when he leaves. But here's, just, here's the one thing that I that I enjoyed about Aubrey Huff. Do you remember uh, Jabba Chamberlain? Pitcher yeah, for the Yankees yeah. and on the Tigers. I do Which, by that. the way, he pissed in the Dumb and Young game. He got blown up. <laughs> anyway, so – uh, Jabba Chamberlain, when he was on the Yankees, he was known for when he would strike somebody out, he would get he would get excited and like fist pump, right? Yeah. And what uh, and and I agree with this. A lot of times hitters would complain. It's like, okay, so if I sit there and hit a home run and and admire it, then I'm getting a fastball in my ear hole the next time I'm up. Yeah. And so it's you kind of a whatever. double standard yeah. where you don't have to pay the consequences, uh, especially in the American League and the National yeah. League. You do. So Jabba Chamberlain would be known for striking somebody out and fist pumping and getting really excited. Yeah. So one time I remember when Aubrey Huff hit a home run off of him, he was running around the bases, fist pumping the whole way. Yeah, he stepped yeah. on the home plate and he was like, yeah. So that, that made me like him a little bit more. All right. So who are some other ones? We actually got one. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, Bri- uh, Brian Mattis. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, okay. I forgot about Brian Mattis. Oh, yeah. I hated Brian Mattis, too. Brian Mattis was – Because he you remember like- when he had the sunblock on his forearm? <laughs> he was cheating. He would to get a better grip. It helped nothing. Yeah. Brian Mattis was. I remember. Oh, terrible. here it comes lefty Brian Mattis, and then oh, there yeah. he goes. All right, who else? Who else did you? Um, I thought about. Uh, how about uh, how about this one? Remember when Sammy Sosa was on the team? I barely do. Have you seen Sammy Sosa recently? He, I, he's like Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, he's like albino. Yeah, like I don't know what happened to that guy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but <laughs> Sammy Sosa when he was on the team, I remember it was the. I remember the signing. At first, being like a little excited because it was Sammy Sosa, yeah, the and name. then be like, "Wait a second! This is the time when our team is so terrible." It was in the middle of our fourteen yeah. years straight of losing, yeah. And all of a sudden, Sammy Sosa running out to right field. It's like he's washed up at this point. What? Why is he on the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Albert Bell is oh, a good Albert pick for Bell. this. That guy seemed like a jerk. Well, he was a jerk. I mean, I don't that know. Him. Like, no, I don't know. Him. Do you I know don't him? know. No, but didn't he like? Didn't he destroy the um the thermometer and the because he liked it really cold you never heard that story? Oh, yeah, yeah, story yeah he liked it really cold in the dug house and in the dug house he liked it in the clubhouse i, uh-huh. I mixed up dugout and clubhouse <laughs> in the clubhouse he liked it really cold in there and um so if anyone would change it because there's you know there's other people in there yeah he would make it super cold and they would try to change it. So he took a baseball bat and destroyed the thermometer. He, so no one he else David would Ortiz it. did? Yep. 
Wow. You never heard that story? No, I yeah. never heard that story. Yeah, as a jerk. Yeah, he does. He does seem Do you bad. remember? You ever seen the one where um, he knocked over the was it the second baseman? You ever seen that video? No, he just knocked. And the yeah, guy just like bounced off. Yeah, him. that was that was a big. Well, boy. The, the other thing with with Albert Bell, he was a guy you do not want to mess with. He had a temper and he was jacked. Yeah, do not. You didn't want to mess with 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 Albert Bell. So you, you know who I used one? to like a lot, and then I started to not like him after a while. It was our our um, former closer. What was it? Uh, Johnson. Was Jim it? Johnson. Yeah, you didn't like him. I did, and then the Yankee game happened. And he he came up to close, and he let up that the game winning home run. I don't right. know if you remember that in extra innings. And then ever since then, he was not very good. And yeah, but I just I, remember, but I didn't dislike him for I that. I know, but I I oh well, I did. I got okay. Obviously, one that we we haven't talked about Ubaldo Jimenez. Oh gosh, How Ubaldo Jimenez. Ubaldo? I remember when he joined the team it was like. World Series. Yeah. We're going to win. Yeah, I was so excited. We had a good team. and We finally had a good core. We had Manny Machado locked out for a few years. We had Adam Jones, John Scopes coming up, Flaherty. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? 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 I'm going to say J.J. Hardy. Oh, no. No, I, mean, Freudian, I don't like Flaherty. That was a Freudian slip right there. And we had Chris Davis when he was hitting home runs and was not. Yeah. Well, he was still that year, out a lot. That, but, one of those two years. Yeah. But either way, like, and then all of a sudden we signed Ubaldo and I may be like, oh, Baltimore is coming to town. So excited. He was. Brutal. Yeah. He's nowhere now. I know. He's not even on the team. He should not be anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, bringing him in against, was it Toronto and that? Um, oh gosh, that's the... Why even bring that up? It's just hurts. It's only going to hurt. All right, so we talked about some of our least favorite Orioles, but uh, but we don't want to keep we don't want to keep everybody down. We yeah, we're not, a, we're not a down people. We like to talk about people. good things. So let's move on to another segment we got. Of pleasure. It's weird listening to this live. Yeah. Normally, normally, yeah. Those we we put in post production. I say we. I mean me because you don't do. That <laughs> I don't stuff. do anything. I'll be honest. And so putting that, it's weird listening to that. And that was Brooklyn when she was like, "Who's your daughter?" Yeah. That's that's funny. Anyways, um, so yeah, we're gonna do guilty pleasure where we talk about guilty pleasure. Yeah. You guys know what guilty pleasures are, right? We don't need to explain yeah. that. Do, do we need to define guilty? Yeah. Come pleasure? on. Come on. Look it up. You don't know. It. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna talk about: the most underrated Oriole. Yeah. Again, we're talking about what we know, 90s time, 90s, 2000s. And we're not saying that they necessarily were underrated as in people think they aren't as good as they were. We're saying I'm more thinking of it as a really good Oriole that no one talks about anymore. Mm -hmm. So underrated in popularity uh, more so of Orioles that were good and that people should talk about more than they do, but they never do. So Shane, give us your underrated Oriole. I mean, there's a lot of good choices for this. For, for for underrated Oriole. For me, um, a guy that, that I've loved and really enjoyed watching him play in some really bad years yeah. was Melvin Mora. I mean he Melvin Mora was was like the lone bright spot on a team for many, many years. And when we traded I don't know if you remember this, Eric, but we traded Mike Bordick to the Mets and we received a few players and Melvin Mora. Oh, yeah, Melvin Mora, most underrated. That's right. Thanks, Fred. Yep, there you go. We traded Mike Bordick to the Mets for Melvin Mora to come to come to Baltimore and a few other players. And Melvin Mora wasn't even the centerpiece of the deal. I don't remember who it was. And we and Mike Bordick was a free agent at the end of the year, and we brought him back. So we basically traded away Mike Bordick for nothing yeah. and got Melvin Mora in the process. And Melvin Mora, he, here, here's, here's his career stats. Batting average, 277 for his career. That's a that's a decent batting average, but when he was on the on the Orioles, it was even higher than that. And he made multiple All Star teams, and he played a, a dominant third base, a really good defensive third base. Yep, he just came through in the clutch constantly with very very little help around it. Yeah, what do you think about that? I think it's a good one. I like I like Melvin Morva. Yeah, Morva, Melvin Mora. I like more Melvin Morva. <laughs> now here's the guy. I'm just gonna read to you some stats. Okay. okay? Of this guy's stats when he was on the team, and and most people say yeah he was good, but I don't think he's ever mentioned. I forgot about him until we got prepared for this segment. Ready? By an average three eleven, following year three hundred four, three thirty, two ninety six. There's some good batting averages, yeah. right? Um, this guy eventually left. And he came back and he was in 269, but it's kind of the end of his career. Um, and so this guy, who's the guy that everyone knows, uh, Miguel Tejada. And yeah. here's why I say Miguel Tejada. And I know why people don't talk about Miguel Tejada. Because <laughs> did he do steroids? Yes. Absolutely. Did he? Yes. Um, was he a diva? 
Of course he was. He was a diva. Um, who else? What was he? What did he lie about his age? Yeah, yeah, he did. Was he? <laughs> was he a lot older than he said? Yeah. <laughs> but those are some great. Not a lot. And that was during like some of the horrific baseball years. That was during the Melvin Mora years. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is he. he he's a six-time All Star. Like mm-hmm. Tejada was really good on a, on a really bad team. Um, and I and I don't. I never think about him. I never hear about him ever. Yeah. So I just I just always think, man, that's a good good guy. Now when we're trying to think about this, there were so many options. Who, yeah. who are the other people well, you thought of? Fred just said another guy that we had on our list, B.J. Serhoff. Yeah, B.J. Serhoff was so good. And here's why B.J. Serhoff is underrated because he was a number one overall pick for the Brewers. And so people thought that Serhoff was like, oh man, he people people underrate him because he had that number one pick status where people expected more out of him. Yeah. But he was a very consistent, played a great outfield, played and had a good bat. I mean, B.J. Serhoff was a guy who was a very well-rounded baseball player. And he's so likable. Yeah, just just consistent. He's- Guy, a guy that you could always count on. Yeah, he was a guy who would show up every day and play a good, uh, play a good game. Yeah, um, I, I would catch her too. That's right. Yep, I would say. Um, who else would I say? Uh, oh, I would say Jeremy Guthrie was a little underrated. Because, That's fair, yeah. Because he was on really. Remember, like we had no run sport for him ever. He would lose yeah. games two to one. I looked up his ERA in the five years he was with us. Um, three of those five, he had a three point something ERA. Below four ERA. Yeah, which is a great ERA. Yeah. So I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, and, and I even said it to you, like, Jeremy Guthrie, and what was your reply? I was like, yeah, he was fine. And I said, he's, he was under four ERA for three of the yeah. five years. You went, oh, yeah, he's better than I thought. See, underrated. First off, oh, yeah, too, too. sound like that? Yeah, you did over text. Yeah, that's how I read it. Who else? Delano DeShields. Scott Erickson is another good one. Nick Markakis. Nick Markakis was very underrated. I I don't care what anybody says about Nick Markakis. He will go down as one of my favorite Orioles of all time. Yeah, he's just a good guy. And then when when he when we didn't sign him um, that that the year he left, I was like, ah, eh, it's not that big a deal. And then I realized the year, oh yes, it is. It was a huge deal because not only but, just what he brought. I remember he lost all of his power, so people were like, ah, eh, but he still got like a lot of doubles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he he still hit over three hundred consistently. Yeah, in, in in a year where people did not like. Yeah, it was just that was great. I well, and, and remember with the whole twenty one ten thing that that Adam Jones and Nick Markakis had yeah. out there. Yeah, those things, those games were awesome. Where you could sit out in the bleacher seats out in center field, and they were throwing balls at you the whole time, interacting with you the whole yeah. time. They gave away t shirts. Like that was such a great time. Yeah, that it feels like it was so long ago now at this point. But Nick Markakis, go, he and he bridged the gap from those bad Orioles teams. He played on a lot of bad teams. Yeah, and then one of my favorite things ever is when they finally won the division. And that shot of Nick Markakis standing out in the field, getting his hat together, yeah. and they announced over the PA system the 2014 American League East Division Champion Baltimore Orioles, and he just like looked up, and that 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 face of relief yeah. it was one of the greatest things. That that was when I almost cried. Yeah, that was when I was like, oh my gosh, I love him so much. He can do no wrong. <laughs> Another one for you, um, which Fred today was actually he was actually wearing uh, this this jersey today. Chris Hoyles. Yeah. Chris Hoyles. He was a great, you met Chris Hoyles, didn't you? I did. I was in a I was in a suite once and he came in in, in the in the suite. Oh yeah, Charlie, yep, yeah, that's what that's what I'm just saying. Still brings me to tears. The Nick Marcakis one, yep. It was unbelievable. But um uh, Chris Hoyles, yeah, he came into a suite I was in one time at a game, someone got me free tickets and he came he's super nice. He's a country boy. Yeah. And, he is. and and Chris Hoyles is a guy who would uh, Here's a guy. Here's a guy. <laughs> he was a guy who would go behind the plate uh, every game. And never complain. Consistent. He was a guy who called a great game. I love Chris Hoyles. Um, I would even say Brian Roberts. Yeah. We don't talk about him a lot because he went to. Well, he was hurt mm-hmm. uh, the the end of his his uh, Oriole career. I think that that. And then he went to the and then he went to the Yankees, yeah. which also like kind of hurts too. But he was so good. I think that his injuries at the end is what people underrate Brian Roberts for. Yeah, like if you remember the years that Brian Roberts was an All Star. Yeah. And batting leadoff, and he was a shoe in for batting over three hundred. He was still using bases, great speed, great yeah. defense at second base. I mean, he was a he was like the all around second baseman that you wanted to have. Yeah, those years just phenomenal. Yeah, and we and we forget about it because people get so upset. For and people didn't understand it was all the concussion stuff, and this was really before uh, a lot of it was. I guess at the same time when all the concussion stuff was coming out, CTE was coming out for the NFL, yeah. where they were really getting hammered for it. But like when you deal with concussions and mm-hmm. migraines. 
it's debilitating. There's yeah. nothing you can do about and, it. And every time you get one, it's more likely to get another one. You're, you're more susceptible to it. So. Yeah, yeah. So it, but there, there are a lot. Here's, a, here's an underrated Oriole that was before our time. So I never watched him play, but I, I was looking up some different information. Ken Singleton. Yeah. Because he played with Cal Ripken and, and, and Eddie Murray. So overshadowed a little bit. He was overshadowed. Bit. He was on some really good teams. Mm-hmm. But Ken Singleton, and, and he's also known as a Yankee, I guess, because he played a lot mm-hmm. of years up there. He's a Yankee broadcaster right now. Yeah, uh, but he traitor. <laughs> but he was a really, really good ball player as well. I mean, you could go down. There's the so many. Line. Yeah. So yeah, that then there were some other great ones. Let's do uh, one more thing because oh, we're, we only had 15 minutes left. Yeah. Man, we're well, really about 10 minutes left. Time's flying, huh? Uh, time's flying. We talk about the Orioles. Oh gosh. How about that? No, <laughs> not about that. <laughs> um, here's the best thing about being an Oriole fan is you can be confident in one thing. Being an Oriole fan is that we have. One of the best ballparks. So this is what I think, all right? Oh, go ahead. If you take it, 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 the the best ballpark experience, in my opinion, is is Camden Yards. The reason why some other ones are ranked up there so highly, like Fenway and Wrigley Field, which I I, I got to be honest, I haven't been to those parks. Mm-hmm. Wrigley and Wrigley and Fenway, um, they they have the history, the history of that it. Camden Yards doesn't quite have, even though it's a it's going to be an older ballpark yeah. now. San Francisco, I hear it's a great ballpark. We've we've been to the Pittsburgh ballpark. Yeah, that was um, awesome. That was a really went really to the cool Indians. It felt like we're at Camden Yards. Here's one ballpark that I don't like: Nationals. Yeah, Nationals is like a really really nice college stadium. To here's here's what sets apart a great ballpark: something that is special specifically to that. So for Camden Yards, obviously it's a warehouse. Yeah. For 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 Wrigley, it's the Ivy. For Fenway, it's a Green Monster. Yeah. For out in uh, San Francisco, it's McCovey Cove, right? And and same thing for Pittsburgh. I don't know Three Rivers right behind it. Yeah. Um. It's the, those are things that set a ballpark apart. If you look at Nationals Stadium, and you took away all the Nationals logo, I would be like, I don't even know what stadium this is. Yeah. There's nothing special yeah. about it. It's a nice ballpark. It has some nice things. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's it's. It's a Ryan Flaherty of stadiums. That's what it is. Just got a punchable face. It's just got a punchable face. I always feel like when I, go, goofy when I go to it, when I go, I feel like if it just turned a little bit, because yeah. all you see is like the garage mainly. I was like, why don't you just yes. turn it just a little bit? They, it, the way they should have built National Stadium was turn it so that looking out into center field was like the monument yeah, or yeah. the capital, something like that. It's and a, maybe there's a reason they couldn't. Maybe yeah, I, don't I don't know. But Camden Yards, even if you don't think it's the the greatest pop, well, this is a this is an Orioles podcast. So you so, do. So you do. It's and if you least, don't, you're wrong. Yeah, it's at least in everybody's top five. Should be in at least your top three, in my opinion. Yeah, should be in your least top one. In my opinion. <laughs> it's at the least. greatest. It's the greatest ballpark. The other, not that long ago, last year. A friend of mine who is a roadie um, for a bunch of uh, touring artists. Um, he, was for, he used to live in Baltimore, and he's a big baseball guy. He knew how great Camden Yards was. He was there for um, Barry Manilow. <laughs> yeah, he, Barry Manilow? Yeah, he was there for nice. Barry Manilow. And so him and a friend of his who was also a big ballpark guy and has yeah. never been to Camden Yards went. And I was like, I'll go with you guys because I love to show people new things. And we were there, and I got to take this guy around and show him the stadium. And and show he's him never him. seen it. Never seen it. And oh. it reminded me, this is so special. He's a guy who knows stadiums. And he's like, yeah. this is amazing. He loved the the baseballs that were everywhere that people hit um, by by the warehouse and on Utah he was Street. Go, was he going to like finding different Yeah, he was trying to find it all of me could. So um, like, where did Ken Griffey hit the warehouse? Yeah. Um, and then we went up to like the bar on the on um, in center field, which is awesome. Yeah, the statues, just showing them all this stuff, and trying to give them the game day experience. So, um, quickly, what would you say is your game day experience when you go to Camden Yards? What are the things you always have to do when you're at Camden Yards? Um, so I love. So we we have a place where we park uh, like side street parking because I'm not paying for parking. Here, little little sign up for people. If you pay for parking, we park on Lombard Street. Don't give it away. That's fine. Uh, we park on Lombard Street. Solid. You only want to go. Necessary. You only want to. You don't want to go like three blocks down on Lombard Street. Then it's a little not as safe. But right there, it's it's normally you can park there. It's yeah. It's really easy. What's that easy road to walk. that it's, it's that we turn left off of? MLK. Is it? M- yeah, MLK. Yeah. yeah. So you turn left off of MLK on the Lombard. On Lombard park, park there. right there. We walk right over to the stadium. It's great parking. Here's for that. a side note. 
Here's side note: it's no parking from like four to six. Yeah, so if you want to get so there you gotta, earlier, you got to park there after six. Yeah, but if you get there like right at six, there's nobody there. Yeah, you can park there and walk. But I've never had a problem parking. There. So we park, walk over there, and then what do we do? And then we, I, I like walking. It's just a couple blocks walk. I like getting a hot dog or an yeah. Italian sausage right outside. You could go hang on a pickles or sliders right there. Yeah, obviously, yeah, just like go walking past the Brooks Robinson statue. Yeah, and I always show people that if this is their first time, like, oh, check this out. See his yeah. gold glove. That's yeah. because he was the greatest. Defender third baseman of all time. And don't you dare tell me Adrian Beltre. Don't you dare tell me Manny Machado. Brooks Robinson is the greatest defensive right, third baseman relax, of all time. Okay. And I will not hear it otherwise. Chill. Relax. Every time I go, I always say, I always tell my girls, who's that? Who is that? And they, I mean, they never know. But I always try to get them. But once that, they, once they say, I'll be like, yes, finally. Uh, so, yeah, so then you go in. And then when you're, when you're there, what are some of the fun stuff you can do at, at the stadium that just yeah. we take for granted sometimes? Uh, Boogs Pit Beef. Yep. First off, if people don't know about Pit Beef outside of Baltimore, yeah, I like, love Pit I didn't, Beef. Growing up in Baltimore, I didn't realize that Pit Beef was only a Baltimore thing. I thought that it was everywhere. How How do you like your Pit Beef? Oh, medium rare. Yeah, but with what? I like a little bit of uh, barbecue sauce, not a lot. Some raw onions and extra horseradish. That's it. That's all you need. That's it. Don't put anything else. Don't on need it. anything. If else. you and if you prepare it any other way, you're not doing it right. That's right. Have you been to Chaps? Yep. I know you have. Of course. We've been there together. Yeah, in the parking lot of Trip Club. Oh, my goodness. Chaps Pit Beef is solid pit beef. So let's get back to the stadium. So we're at the stadium. Well, that's part of the game experience. We one time went with our dad down to Chaps Pit Beef beforehand, and yep. went down to the stadium to the game. Yep. Oh, it's a great. Father, son, bonding. Do it. All right. So you walk in. Boog's Pit Beef is, if you don't go to Chaps beforehand, Boog's is really good. It's a lot of fun to go and get some pit beef right there. I like walking Utah Street. Yeah, Utah I like I like looking at the at the baseballs. I like going into Dempsey's. Flags. Maybe getting a little bit of food in Dempsey's. Yeah, Dempsey's it's not is good. Too crowded. Yeah, and Dempsey's is open year round. Yeah, it's cool. I will say this. Here's one thing that's kind of disappointed me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the nachos now. Yeah, you know what? The nachos were always just fine. The last last year, I used to go and no matter what, I got nachos with cheese. Salsa, jalapenos, and don't you dare put any of the cheese or the salsa on the chips. Put it in the cups. No, those those are not quality chips. They are not durable enough. No, they take the salsa gone. and the cheese dumped on. They top. are gone. And whatever they do, I say, Get, pick, take that back. I'm not eating this. So one time this. I went Rubbish. and I went and ordered it, and now they have loaded nachos. And some people be like, oh, awesome, loaded nachos. But for the reason don't you just said, it. it's too much stuff, and it's just a soup you're eating. It's like this is disgusting. And, and you pick and up you the feel chip fat and just eating it like oh. Yeah. You really just gotta shovel it into yeah. your mouth because the chip Gross. cannot hold under the weight of the of the no, beef, not the those sour chips. Cream. So uh, we we did that, and then and so we, there, there was that issue where it was like trying to get all this. So the first time I got those nachos, they got me the fully loaded ones. Yeah. And so the next time I went back, I said, like, all right, I'm going to go. I know I don't say fully loaded. I want regular. So I order regular. And they bring it out fully loaded. And I'm like, no, I don't want them fully loaded. Take I want back. just chip. I didn't pay for this. I don't want it. Take it back. I want salsa, cheese, jalapenos. Put those things in the cups. Jalapenos on top. Yeah. They take it back. They bring it back. And the freaking cheese is on top of the chips. Uh, did I'm you like, just take it? No. <laughs> no. I said, sir, take this back. I want salsa in the cup. I want cheese in the cup. I want jalapenos. And he's kind of get a little annoyed with me. And then five, six, seven minutes went by, and I wasn't getting my nachos. Really? Uh, yeah. You just said, forget this guy? At this point, I hadn't paid yet either. Oh. So I was like, what is taking so long? And uh-huh. I said, you know what? I'm out of here. And I, just, I just left. And I just I just don't get it. It's just so – come on now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's easy. And so why, why mess up a good thing? But yes, there, there's some of the great things I love about. Yeah. What else do you like? Well, and Charlie's talking about right now. He said, uh, "He said just add Old Bay, it, yeah. and it, it's it's good. Yeah, add Old Bay, you're good. Yeah, I love good it. to go. But um, how about this? The hot dog race? Oh yeah, that's legit. My and kids. you know what? I want to make a waiver. We haven't we haven't asked Josh or the Section Three Thirty Six guys, or if any, or Fred or Charlie, any of you guys want to get in on 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 uh, on this little bet? I'd say we make a bet. Why don't we take? Why don't we pick a condiment? Uh-huh. And by the end of the year, see who has the most uh, wins, mustard, ketchup, or relish. Okay. And whoever wins, the other podcast has to buy you crab cakes. Or pit beef. Or pit beef. pit beef. Or we go to a game together and you got to buy us boogs, pit beef. All right, deal. Or we, we'll buy somebody else. Well, then we got to make it together. We got to decide together. That's what I'm saying. I want mustard. No, I want ketchup. Why? Because you know mustard doesn't win. You know what? You're probably right. Mustard does not win. We're going to have to talk to it. I will say, Fred's got relish. I know. Relish is, I don't. I never want to pick relish, but it's always like the like the fancy one. Okay, so relish is one. I'm going to say, let's go with ketchup. Oh, Charlie just took ketchup. 
Well, we, some people got to go with it. There's only three options, Charlie. Charlie, we took ketchup. Sorry, yeah, buddy. Char- Charlie, you're in with Fred and the relics, all right? We <laughs> so got to ketchup. ketchup, and we're going to make Section 336 have mustard, and they're going to win. No, they're not. Because last year, mustard came in last place. Yeah, because so they're, they're, they're not going to do it every year. <laughs> no one remembers that. I do. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we guys are wrapping up. Okay. We got other shows to get to. This That's is right. a lot of fun. But the last thing, last thing with the, with the Camden Yards game day experience, the crap shuffle. Oh yeah, it's great. great. I remember I went and I went with a friend from high school, and he and he was watching. He went, "I get it every time." And I went, <laughs> "It's not hard." <laughs> yeah, we all get it and every they time. They made it hard one year. They did. A bird will fly in sometimes. You're like, "Whoa, what happened?" A seagull will fly in. Yeah, it's like out of nowhere. Like, oh, it just blew up all the crabs. We don't know where the ball just went. But Camden Yards overall, there's not a bad seat in that stadium, and you can bring your kids in for free. It's cheap. They're begging you to come. Yeah. They, they lower the prices. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. It's, it's, and ketchup's going to win. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, Boog's barbecue sauce is <laughs> not an option. Charlie's going rogue. Okay. Hey. You're in with us with the ketchup. <laughs> All right, Charlie. Okay. So let's let's close this out. We we have other podcasts that we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's coming up next? Uh, the Warehouse coming up next. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Cool guys. We were hanging out yep. with. So um, before we end, a lot th- something that we do a lot in our podcast yeah. is we like to sing because we are great uh, singers, right? Um, nope. So. If we're gonna, we, we like to sing at the end of some of our podcasts, and there's only one song we can obviously sing. Yeah, the greatest, the greatest Orioles song of all. And my time. kids ask to listen to it in the car all the time, so I am killing this dad thing. I'm dadding really well. Really? So you want to start? You want to start the song, and then we'll close it out. Thank first off, Section Three Thirty Six Birdland Radio. Thanks for having us. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, man. This thanks is for awesome. letting us win in wiffle ball. Yeah. Just kidding. You don't let us. We took it from you. <laughs> you <laughs> we took it from you for sure. Hold on. Let me. I'm pulling it up. Make sure I got it. Okay, ready? Oh, you don't know the lyrics. By heart something magic happens every time you go you make the magic happen the magic of Orioles baseball when the game is close and the O's are hot you hit a third from 34 you give it all you've got and you never, never know. know. Oh, no, these lyrics. <laughs> Who's going to hear that call? <laughs> Every day is a different star. That's the, the magic, magic of Orioles baseball. Orioles magic, feel it happen. Orioles magic, feel it happen. O-R-I-O-L-E-S. Magic, 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 magic. Orioles magic, feel it happen. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram. Welcome to Birdland Radio. There we go. Good job. Yeah. You guys are loud. <laughs> <laughs>